Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Why are healthcare costs so high in the United States? Part of the problem lies in the business of hospitals, even those running as nonprofits. Inhospitable, the documentary Inhospitable, follows patients and activists as they band together to fight a multi-billion dollar nonprofit hospital system in Pittsburgh that limits vital care for vulnerable patients. Our guest today, filmmaker Sandra Alvarez, explores the perspectives of patients, hospital workers, advocates, and politicians to shed light on an overlooked fight for justice. We're joined today by the director as well as producer of Inhospitable, Sandra Alvarez. Sandra, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad you made this film. I'm so glad that it is as well done as it is in terms of the research, getting to know the people involved. And because even though it's focused on one particular hospital system in Western Pennsylvania, this is a problem everywhere in the United States. And it is sucking the life out of healthcare in so many different ways. What puts you on to this particular subject? It's, it's no secret that we have a very broken healthcare system in this country. Uh, I think we've all been affected by it in some form or another. And so when you watch the presidential debates, when you read about healthcare, you read a lot about insurance and pharmaceuticals and medical devices and those quote unquote villains, right? But you just, you never hear about hospitals really um, in terms of their their role in this broken system. And so I was really curious about that. You know, I've done a lot of different projects and a lot of different topics throughout the years as a filmmaker and have not done anything about healthcare. So it was very interesting journey for me to be able to dive into this and just, you know, trying to really wrap my head around what is going on with hospitals and how are they contributing or not to this broken healthcare system that we have that is putting the 50% of the people in debt right now in the country are, is because they have aren't able to pay their medical bills, right? So I just really wanted to know more about that. What put you on to this particular hospital system in, in Pittsburgh? So one of the first people that I called when I was thinking about doing this project was Dr. Elizabeth Rosenthal, who is the author of An American Sickness. I read her book from cover to cover, two days. Um, it's a fantastic book for anybody who's really wanting to read something. Anyone who's a novice in the healthcare mm -hmm. policy world and really wanting to wrap their head around um, what's going on and what can be done. She offers a lot of practical advice as well. But I, I called her and she actually was the one that mentioned to me, it, this was early January, 2019. And she said, you know, the state attorney general in Pennsylvania has just filed a lawsuit against UPMC, which is the largest medical provider in the in Western Pennsylvania and the largest employer in the state besides the government. So she said that, you know, is actually an extremely rare thing for a state attorney general or any public official to really take on a, a hospital in such a public way. So you should, you know, I would suggest looking into that. And I took her advice and, start, and started looking into that. And I contacted a lot of the different organizations, the, uh, the patient advocacy organizations there in Pittsburgh. One of them was the Pennsylvania Health Access Network, FAN. 
And they were fantastic. And they were collecting all these patient stories of all these people who had been negatively impacted by this um, battle between these two healthcare giants, UPMC and Highmark in, in Western Pennsylvania. So it was kind of amazing because they did all of the casting work for me. <laughs> they had all these patients that they had found. I just started interviewing them and talking to them and just seeing who, who would be willing to speak with us in the film. I mean, these are people who had been going through very serious medical treatments and were fighting with their insurance and their medical provider to get treatment. And then on top of that, I was asking them to be in a documentary. So, <laughs> uh, it was, it was a lot to ask. So it, um, but people are really willing and open and wanting to talk about their experience and, and how they're being harmed. Well, what precipitates this particular crisis that is more or less the focus of the film is an agreement between Heimar and UPMC that was expiring. That in and of itself, just the idea that these two gigantic healthcare systems, one was predominantly insurance, the other was provider who also issues insurance to their patients. It sounds um, counterintuitive to a healthy healthcare system, that dynamic, right? Am I, am I exaggerating or overstating that? As a country, right, we have decided that we are placing private companies in charge of our health and our health care. And I think one of the, you know, unfortunate or natural consequences of that is there are going to be battles that people in Pittsburgh compared it to Pepsi and Coke, right? Okay. Um, these corporate battles for market share and, and power, when really when you're looking at, you know, the quote unquote pro products, are human lives. Yes. The, when you say it that way, I've said it slightly differently. And that is each one of us is potentially a profit center for a private enterprise. We're all theoretically profit centers. If we're, we are involved in this system, right? We can become something that has nothing to do with healthcare and everything to do with extraction of a certain amount of money out of our, out of our wealth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was one of the really disturbing things is kind of understanding this idea that the folks that are running these hospitals, they're business people, they're, they have MBAs, they're looking at their bottom lines, they're looking at the ways that they can maximize their revenue and be more efficient and make the most amount of money as possible. But the most the way you make more money is when people are sicker and get more treat more treatment and, and more tests. procedures yeah. and yeah, more. So I think it's really tricky because the incentives are all messed up and, and it's not about preventative care. It's not a, the incentives aren't like, Hey, let's make sure that people are staying healthy and, you know, not coming in for medical treatments in five years, let's keep them healthy now. It's just, that's not the incentive. And I, I you know, I'm, it's, I'm not saying there's anything nefarious or, you know, some Dr. Evil twiddling their thumb behind the scenes, but I think that you just have the, these two different groups of people, these business executives who are just looking at their spreadsheets and wanting to make money. And then you have the people who are using the systems who are patients who are sick. Well, it's when decisions are made that essentially impact those people on the other side of the spreadsheet from getting the care that they desperately need. Mm -hmm. And that's where this clashes. One of the things, by the way, I want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with the director and producer, Sandra Alvarez, and the film is called Inhospitable. 
for people who want to find out more about the film, you can go to inhospitablefilm.com. Also, to watch the film as well, inhospitablefilm.com will, will help you with that. Another thing about the film that I found so informative and so well told, the film is very, very well done. In this instant, we have the, the personal stories of people who are grappling with all kinds of illnesses. And as they become more and more active and trying to affect a positive outcome to this battle between Coke and Pepsi, between these two giants in the, in the healthcare system, we are also talking about nonprofit hospitals. And it has such a nice ring. It sounds like these, okay, they're not, they're just making enough money to be able to sustain themselves and provide good health care. But that isn't really the case, is it? It's one of the more disturbing things that I learned while making this film is that essentially nonprofit hospitals are are running their hospitals in kind of the same way that for-profit hospitals are. You know, the reason that nonprofit hospitals receive a tax break is in exchange for community benefits. We think of nonprofits, we think of, you know, Little Sisters of the Poor, and we think of these these organizations that are, you know, really kind of struggling and just try, you know, scratching away and, and to keep open just to help people in the community. When you're looking at these organizations and you're seeing how much money they're bringing in and just the billions and billions of dollars and, and how they're every year over year prices are going up and up and up, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense of how this is really benefiting the community. Nonprofit hospitals have to, you know, itemize all of the ways they're benefiting the community and send those forms to the IRS. There's just not a lot of, of accountability with that. And I think, you know, the folks in Pittsburgh have argued UPMC right now is they're the ones that are deciding what benefits the community, but the community is not deciding that. So UPMC is just bestowing upon them different nonprofit hospital systems will say, okay, you know, we're going to, you know, we made this example in the film, like we're, you know, we're going to fly our residents to Lake Tahoe for a retreat, you know, and I think the community within that system would say, you know, that's not necessarily benefiting us. So we, we prefer you to pay out your taxes uh, and then we can decide what to do with that money that benefits us uh, in our community. So I think that's, that's one of the problems right now, even maybe the most well-meaning nonprofit hospital systems, they've just grown so large that they're so out of touch with what is really going to benefit the community. And there's no accountability for that really at all. You know, when we talk to you know, Senator Grassley at the time he was the head of the finance committee and he's in the film and he was throwing his hands up in the air and just trying to figure out how to hold them accountable. He wrote a letter to the IRS saying you need to do more. And the IRS came back saying, well, then Congress should give us more money because we don't have the resources to look at every single item line that the hospital saying this is benefiting the community, this is benefiting the community. The IRS doesn't really have a lot of resources to figure out, okay, is this actually a benefit or is this just them making up a line item of training their employees which for-profit hospitals have to do as well by the way right so i think it's it's that that's a really tricky place and and at the same time you know these nonprofit hospitals they can't spend the money and they can't you know they don't have shareholders so they have to take these large sums of money that they are making and reinvest it in themselves and what happens is they have to just grow larger and larger and start building more and more buildings so as they take all this 
property off the tax rolls, that's less taxes that the, the community is, is receiving as well. So then you have crumbling schools and broken roads, but you know, gleaming hospitals with beautiful marble lobbies. It just it just doesn't make sense. I want to really emphasize this for anyone who's listening to the sound of our voices, and that is this is an informative film. It's well told. It arms you with enough ammunition to be able to talk with your neighbors, your family about this, and why it's so vitally important that we get a handle on this healthcare system, a healthcare system that does not provide the level of care for us Americans as almost any other developed country in the world that you choose to, to, to name. With more money spent, with less effective outcomes, it is an unacceptable situation. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And reaction, because I know that uh, nonprofits can be litigious. Has anyone pushed back on on any of the things <laughs> that are in the in the film, or any any reaction to it? Not yet. I mean, we we had Donaldson Caliph, you know, the the powerhouses of, of fair use, kind of go through um, with a fine tooth comb and and make sure that we were kind of, you know, doing what we're saying, what we're supposed to say, and not not kind of opening ourselves up to anything. But you know, I'm expecting any day to get a a nice fancy um, cease and desist letter with some UPMC stationery. <laughs> you know, what I'm expecting um, is a little bit of a PR campaign against it. I think that taking out an ad or something in the New York Times, I'm sure you're going to. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible for me. And a lot of the folks that I do these interviews with are on the healthcare beat. Right. But since you're on the kind of your listeners are on the film side, I will add this tidbit about my experience on making this film is that. I've had this really interesting response after people watch the film. So we screened in Miami Film Festival. We did Doc NYC. We did Cleveland. And I'm originally from Miami. So we sold out the theater, right, with friends and family and all kinds of stuff. And I had people come up to me afterwards and say, you know, I actually came to see this as a favor to your dad or whatever. <laughs> but I... I'm so glad I watched this. I had no idea. And I would have never gone to see this on my own. So, I mean, even, even the, the, the woman who interviewed me for the Cleveland Film Festival podcast, she said the same thing. She said, you know, when I was assigned this film, I thought, oh, this is just something I'm going to have to get through. And she said, <laughs> it's one of my favorite films in the festival. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's just interesting that reaction that we're having where we, we're dealing with so many things in our, our lives right now. It's just... It's, it just feels overwhelming, right? And I think just watching a film about healthcare feels overwhelming. The, the, the thing that we really tried to do, and when I say we, I mean Stacey Goldate, our wonderful editor and producer and writer, we worked really hard to make the film so that people could feel empowered, not only informed, but empowered, and also feel like it wasn't this crushing, overwhelming thing where there's just nothing you can do and we're just totally screwed. I mean, there, there, there truly is things that we can do about this. You know, we can take things into our own hands. And, and I think that's what the, the folks in Pittsburgh showed us, what can happen when a community comes together and fights back. So I, I hope that um, <laughs> your, your listeners will, will kind of take that and, and yeah. think about it um, when they're thinking, oh, I'm not sure if I want to watch a movie yeah. about healthcare. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, no, I, I hear you. And by the way, one of the, I'll say, leading lights in the film, I don't know if I call him the hero of the film, but is currently running 
for a pretty important position in the state of Pennsylvania and looks mm-hmm. if the if the polls hold will probably come out on top. So it's good mm-hmm. to know that somebody mm-hmm. who was about doing the right thing could be actually even more powerful uh, and affect even more change. Yeah. In fact, um, one of the state representatives who's in the film, Ed Ganey, he was recently elected mayor of Pittsburgh and he had he had spoken out about this. And the uh, state representative, Summer Lee, who's in the film, is now running for Congress. Um, So I think and she she looks like she's the front runner as well. So, yeah, I I think that's the other thing about the film is, is showing public officials Hey, you can speak out and and hold these powerful institutions accountable, and it it you know it might not negatively affect you politically. Theoretically, corporations don't get a vote; people do, and and so as long as that's the case, you can affect change. I, I'm I'm very happy for you. I'm happy for the uh, the way that the film turned out, and uh, I think it will impact people the way that you're 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 anecdotally are are talking about. I think people will respond to it. We're, we just are we're in desperate so need of reforming the system, desperate need. And um, inhospitable is, as I said, will arm you with the ammunition you need to go forward and talk with others, your neighbors, your friends, your family, about why this is important and how it's going to impact all of our lives at some point. We're all going to end up in some version of a healthcare system that is maybe un- unresponsive to our needs. And we need to be, we need to stop that from happening. So Sandra Alvarez, thank you so much. Director, producer, and hospitable. Thank you. Thanks for your kind words. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.